0: This episode is sponsored by Live Oak Bank. Live Oak's dedicated hardware store financing team has the experience to confidently guide you through the lending process and can provide a financing plan to help your business thrive. Whether you're looking to refinance or fund an acquisition, a real estate purchase, a partner buyout, or an expansion, Live Oak can support your goals. They know the work that you put in day in and day out to be a successful, independent retail hardware store owner. With Live Oak's dedication to speed, efficiency, customer service, and in-depth knowledge of the retail hardware industry, they'll take you where you need to go. For more information, visit liveoakbank.com/hardware-store or call Brian Meisenheimer at 571-217-3022.
1: Hello and welcome to the Taking Care of Business podcast. I'm Lindsay Thompson, Senior Editor for the North American Hardware and Paint Association, and I'm excited to continue our series on Young Retailer of the Year honorees. For 27 years, the association has been highlighting the next generation of aspiring independent home improvement and paint retailers and recognizing individual achievement in the industry by retailers 35 years of age or younger throughout the US, its territories, and Canada. In today's episode of the podcast, we're going to showcase two more retailers of the 11 honorees that were selected in 2023. First up, we have my conversation with Scott Fiennes, owner of Fines Home Hardware Building Center, which has two locations in Ingleside and Cornwall, Ontario, Canada. Scott's achievements have not gone unnoticed by the industry. In 2022, he was recognized as a best young retailer for the central region at the proud of my home achievement awards and celebration event put on by Home Hardware Stores Limited. He has also been involved in various industry education programs, such as Dale Carnegie's Effective Communications and Human Resources Program, and Home Hardware Solid Base Training, Home Installs Training, and Beaver Homes and Cottages Training. Well, Scott, it's so great
2: uh, to have you join me today. Uh, What does it mean to you to be named a Young Retailer of the Year honoree?
3: Well, we're very fortunate uh, to be recognized with this. Um, It's something that you know, rightfully, it's likely labeled as an individual ro- award, but, uh, but certainly not from our perspective. It's, uh, my wife and I have taken a lot of crazy risks over the years, and we have a, a great team that, that backs them and supports them, and, and we'd be useless without. So, um, you know, we're, we're all very excited that we've, uh, We've been, uh, you know, recognized in this manner and, and, uh, it's very cool from an organization like the NHPA, which I didn't realize until recently how large it is and mm-hmm. how many people are involved and stuff like that. So, uh, very excited to uh, be able to go to the conference and, and, uh, again, yeah, very, very honored to, for our team to, to be recognized because it's, it's very, uh, few and far between and in, in the retail world these days. So,
2: yeah, I love that, um, that for you, it's such a, it's a, it's a team honor. I think that, I think that says a lot about, uh, about you and about your operation that you, um, include your, you include your team in that. That's great. So that leads into my next question. What have been some of the keys to your success in the industry? Who or what has helped you achieve what you have achieved so far?
3: Again very fortunate um I uh, I grew up in this industry so um mm-hmm. I've been a uh, a kid of of home hardware owners uh mm-hmm. right from is is well literally since I was born and mm-hmm. uh, so I, I got to learn a lot going through the industry working through the all the different jobs straight from cleaning the lumber yard working in the garden center cashier uh, sweeping floors all that through my parents business mm-hmm. uh, so I got to see that and uh, they did very well uh, very well with their business and, and were able to uh, sell it in 2012 uh, so we got to kind of see full circle from that perspective as to uh, how this industry can work and and of course it evolves but But the basics of the relationships and all that kind of stuff, uh, we were very fortunate to be able to see coming up. Um, On the other hand, my wife uh, is the daughter of uh, of entrepreneurs as well, Uh, her parents have, have uh, started and sold and currently own multiple businesses through not this industry but uh but she's been able to witness and be a part of a, a lot of uh, a lot of different you know successes and failures and triumphs and all the stuff mm-hmm. that comes along with uh with owning businesses so both of us right from our roots uh, have been very fortunate to have people to rely on to uh, set examples for us and then uh, again with my parents being so close to what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, even when we decided to, to take this leap the question to my dad was, are you prepared to buy lumber for me? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I knew how complicated the industry was. I I knew how hard it would be to just jump in and and uh, pretend I knew what I was doing, especially Mm -hmm. on the lumber side. So uh, still to this day, he's uh, he does most of our buying for us. Uh, He's the one searching the markets, pricing things out for for our lumber. So um, definitely fortunate with that uh, with that aspect of Mm -hmm. things. Alternatively, as I mentioned, is, is our team. Um, you know, mm-hmm. right from we've got some folks that, uh, when we purchased the businesses are still with us today. Um, you know, we're, we're in our eighth year right now and we, uh, we've got some seven year folks that started with mm-hmm. us. Uh, you know, I've got. An individual, Carson, who, uh, who came to us in our second year of business um, mm. and we actually grew up together. He just heard what we were doing and came mm. and said, hey, you know, this is what I know. This is what I do. And, and he's been with us uh, ever since and he, uh, he runs our Ingleside store. So um, uh, people like that uh, have been uh, a key to, to us being able to grow and, and, and not necessarily having to be hands on with every little aspect of the business.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You know, a lot of companies talk about, you know, having a family atmosphere and you uh, legitimately have a family atmosphere. Like that's really cool.
3: Yeah, the same way that I I grew up in, in our uh, in our my parents' store. is my my kids are around our store all the time, so yeah, I've got three little awesome. ones that run around uh, run around the stores quite often. So it's not not infrequent are do people mm-hmm. hear us telling our kids to stop running. So yeah,
2: <laughs> I love that. My dad um, owns a, his own business, and so I grew up in the small business as well. And so I can really appreciate that. That's really cool. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, you know, we're coming off still kind of coming off pandemic and um, supply chain issues and labor issues. As you look at the rest of 2023 and kind of into 2024 a little bit, what do you think are some of the biggest challenges that um, independent home improvement, improvement retailers are facing this year?
3: I think that it's the obvious answer is the economy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that that's obviously everybody knows about inflation. Everybody knows about interest rates. And, and mm-hmm. we are seeing that, uh, especially in the home building side of things. A lot of uh, especially custom homes uh, are being delayed and held off. Uh, but honestly, I still think it's the same challenge that we've been, you know, I would say a good decade now uh, mm-hmm. as the labor, uh, mm-hmm. whether it be I shortage is probably the wrong word. Um, but just the, the changing landscape and, mm-hmm. uh, what it means to be an employer and how to stick handle through the, the challenges that come with, uh, it, it being an employer. Um, you know, I think I, I had a false sense that when we got larger, mm-hmm. uh, it would be easier. Uh, that's mm-hmm. incorrect. It just means that there's more, uh, more multiplication of the same problems um so i i I really think it's by far far and away is been the last the biggest challenge of the last decade and it's going to continue to be for who knows how long Mm -hmm. um even as the economy goes down or up uh none of it means anything if your 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 staff your 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 individuals Mm -hmm. that are there with you aren't pulling the rope in the right direction and um you know I, i by far, I think it's the biggest challenge that will continue that we will all continue to face. It Seems mm-hmm. like it right across North America, it's the same way, yeah. and um, you know, trying to, as I said, stick handle it seems to be the by far and away the biggest challenge.
2: Yeah, yeah. So on the flip side of it, what are some of the biggest opportunities that you see um, for retailers in the next year, next year and a half?
3: Well, I think that uh going back to what i mentioned is the obvious answer for the one question is the same one here is economy uh you know, certainly certainly different areas are affected a lot differently. Um, In our area, you know, we are seeing a drop, we are seeing uh, a challenging economy, but uh, it it means uh, that you also have the opportunities, right? So, Mm -hmm. um, we we have the opportunity to really get back and focusing on what we should be. Uh, You know, a lot of us faltered in the pandemic, us being a key example. We, we rely on service. Uh, our, our name of the game is service. And Mm -hmm. during the pandemic, we got, we, we, we got to be lazy with that. Mm -hmm. And, um, as we came into this year, that was number one focus is okay. We, you know, just people walking through the door might be a little slower. We may not have, it might not be as crazy, but that just means we need to get back to our roots and, Mm -hmm. uh, and the opportunity to kind of focus on what you've been doing well, what you haven't been doing well. and, And, uh, and really drive down to uh, what you want to be known for. And and for us and a lot of independence, obviously that is service. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, I, I know, I know we faltered over, over COVID for a number of reasons, but mm-hmm. uh, this gives us a really good opportunity to, to dive into it and uh, really get back to what we know we can do for service.
2: Yeah. And, you know, it, it feels like to, you're really just developing a strong company culture as well, which I think, you know, goes back into, um, employee, employee retention and finding those employees and keeping those employees is that, that company culture that you're also building where it is a family atmosphere and, you know, you're having people, um, really, um, engaged with, with your company. Um, so Scott, you're also really involved, um, in your community. Why is, um, community involvement so important to you and to your business?
3: I think it's uh, you know as a as a business owner you can you can put all the slogans up you want and you know follow corporate's direction for saying what you're supposed to be and what you can be and all that Mm -hmm. type of stuff. But um, really, it's to me and to our family, it's it's more a matter of hey, what do we want our community to be? Um, Mm -hmm. As I mentioned before, I've got three young kids. Uh, We they have only ever known this, the area that we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my wife and I have moved quite a bit, but we've settled here and, And what we want for our community, I believe as business owners, it's your responsibility to drive that. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes it's financial, obviously there's lots of financial opportunities to support. Sometimes it's time. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about the fact that we really can't dedicate a lot of time, uh, Mm -hmm. as much as we'd like to at this stage in our life. Uh, you know, hopefully when we get a little older and the kids, the kids get a little older, we can Mm -hmm. dedicate more time. Um, Mm -hmm. So with that, we, we try our best to, whether it be financially, whether it be events, whether it be availability, uh, mm-hmm. we try to lead by example. Um, you know, this weekend I think we had four different organizations at our at our at our one store, um, being able to uh, sell and distribute and advertise and all that kind of stuff. And as much as you know that that's pretty simple on our end, mm-hmm. I think it's important to uh, to our local organizations to know that we're kind of in it with them. And mm-hmm. and uh, you know, one of them was baseball, which one of my kids <laughs> has signed up for, and you know, all that right. type of stuff. So right. again, I think it's about driving what what do you want out of a community, and and really mm-hmm. if the if if the businesses aren't going to support that, then you can't really expect uh, you can't really expect you to get that out of your community for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right, Scott. So one last question for you: What excites you most about our industry? What gets you up in the morning? What gets you, you know, motivated um, every day?
3: I love change. Um, I love seeing change, being a part of change, adapting with change, finding out what the best aspect of change is. And, and that's something about our industry. A lot of, a lot of people think that we're just retail. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, in our stores, we are so far from retail. Uh, we have retail. Mm -hmm. But we also have trucking, but we also have engineering, but we also have et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think a part of, a part of that for us is that we can, we can always change our industry is always changing. Building codes are always changing. Housing is always changing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and that part for me is, is what does it. Um, I remember when I told my mom that I was going to go to my previous company and and buy a couple of banker businesses, and she said you'll be bored in five years. She said mm-hmm. you will not last more than five years, and my life has pretty much shown that I get bored after five years. <laughs> um, and uh, I, you know, at the time, I remember thinking that. Uh, it's not the same thing it's not mm-hmm. the same thing day in day out and that's the false false sense that a lot of people think about our industry okay. is that it is the same mm-hmm. um, and I I absolutely do not believe that so I, I really do enjoy and and you know right from a, a micro level down to the projects I love 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 the projects um, mm-hmm. we get to be very involved in that uh, from our, uh, our design perspective where we design homes and design additions and stuff like that so I really find that is kind of my passion project mm-hmm. type thing where i get to be involved in that and uh and and really make a point to always get to the job site or see the mm-hmm. house at the beginning and see it at the end and mm-hmm. so uh but that just goes back to the different changes right if, if houses were all mm-hmm. the same then it would be very exciting uh yeah. but as we know every house every project every building is different and mm-hmm. and to me you know going from talking about a million and a half dollar home design and trying to figure out how to make the roof trusses work to going out and selling Mrs. Smith a, a new carafe for her coffee maker. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It keeps your brain interested. It, it really makes you flip on a dime to make make sure that you're saying the right thing and and yeah. uh again that's not what people's impression of retail is uh mm-hmm. you know people's impression of retail is order it put it on the shelf sell it and uh we're not that at all and yeah. i find myself explaining that a lot to newer people in our industry and and often i've had a number of staff members come up and be like yeah i i really didn't understand what this meant. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, it's what it's what keeps me interested and and keeps uh, my wife's very similar to me, very scatterbrained. And Mm -hmm. we like to we like to always be moving. And and, uh, Mm -hmm. we're both very similar in that manner that uh, keep keep us on our toes and keep keep the brains moving and and we'll stay interested. and, And this industry certainly has a lot of that. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's such a cool perspective. I never thought about it that way. So that's awesome.
1: I also sat down with Michael Gleason Jr., Assistant General Manager and Head Purchaser of Gleco Paint in Mount Pocono, Pennsylvania. With a desire for efficiency and a willingness to look outside the box for solutions, Michael has made big impacts at Gleco Paints through the implementation of several technologies. Before the COVID-19 pandemic, he led the shift in the company's e-commerce strategies, which improved sales and engagement in an era of contactless service. Michael also upgraded the operation's digital capabilities in each store. He added iPads and automated smart light bulbs that turn on whenever the tablets receive an order notification.
2: All right, Michael, thanks so much for joining me today, I really appreciate it. So um, what does it mean to you to be named a Young Retailer of the Year honoree?
4: Yeah. So it was, it's a big honor. Um, It's, you know, first and foremost, uh, you know, recognition from my peers, Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, you in an independent industry, you don't get all the time. Um, You're kind of in your own little spheres um, and, you know, end of the day sales and profit and all that kind of stuff will tell Mm -hmm. you all of you to know. But, um, you know, to then be, you know, uh, acknowledged by your peers and to understand that, you know, you you really are doing something. Um, that is worth recognizing. Uh, you know, definitely means a lot. Again, when you're in such a little small, you know, world of, of Glico paint and three stores and you know, our challenges and struggles, it's nice to you know get that recognition. You know, outside that bubble.
2: Yeah, for sure. So, as you think back on your career so far, what have been some of the keys to your success in the industry? Who or what has helped you achieve what you have achieved so far?
4: Yeah. So personally, um, I think it's been a reliance on my strengths, um, especially, Mm -hmm. um, I'm I'm pretty strong with technology. I've always been, Mm -hmm. you know, from a very young age, um, always had something with a battery in my hand and, uh, you know, always enjoyed that growing up and, uh, to take, you know, that kind of love and bring it into, you know, the business world where, um, I'm I'm very strong with reporting analytics, um, you know, using, you know, automation stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I found that to be a strength and that's what's helped me personally. But I mean, well, outside of any of that kind of stuff, it's definitely people around me. Um, uh, I I said it in the little write up that you guys did. um, You know, the team at Glico has always pushed me. Um, You know, I hold myself to a very high standard because of them. Um, I think I I owe it to them to, you know, keep trying to push the ball down the road forward and and not be complacent in anything. I'm always looking for efficiencies, ways to make um, just a day to day life at Glico easier um, that's mm-hmm. something that, you know, I've always tried to do, uh, you know, bring value to the team in that respect. And then, um, you know, people from a very young age taught me, you know, the right way to do things, um, you know, how to conduct yourself in business. Um, you know, we have a saying around the store of, you know, sell customers customer, everything they need and nothing they don't, you know, just mm-hmm. trying to be good, honorable business people. Um, and then, you know, on, on a more direct scale, it's always been my dad. My dad's been my mentor in this mm-hmm. industry. He's, um... Even before I was, you know, a, a full time staffer of Glico, I was a part time, you know, high school kid, um, you know, learning how to tint paint, how stuff worked, uh, you know, working side by side with him. And then once I did decide to to join after uh, my college education, uh, you know, he's been step by step, side by side, uh, you know, always been about five to ten feet to me in our office space, uh, you know, kind of showing me the ropes, answering any questions I have. Um, challenging me at times when I need to be Mm -hmm. challenged, um, you know, uh, being not just um, someone that, you know, provided an answer to me, but someone that challenged me to go figure it out on my own or Mm -hmm. someone that definitely allowed me to kind of what I said in the first question, uh, use my strengths and have an impact on the business instead of uh, Mm -hmm. being closed-minded and understanding that, um, you know, he'd been doing it at the time. Somewhere, I'll, no, I'll skip the math, but somewhere between 25 to 30 years before I joined the company. So, you know, they had a winning formula and, you know, his uh, acceptance and understanding that I could bring something to the table and allowing me to do so uh, was definitely huge. So, um, you know, just anytime from 7am to 7pm and, you know, even late night conversations well past then, he's always been um, a huge resource for me and, um, you know, he's brought me along every step of the way. So, you know, I'm, I'm definitely yeah. nowhere without without him and his support and that part too.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. I had the pleasure of um, featuring your operation in one of my technology stories recently. And it's it's really cool to see um, the way that you've innovated in your store. Um, you know, the paint industry is not necessarily, you don't necessarily think of paint as like super high tech and super, you know, on the cutting edge, but you've implemented some really cool um, innovations in your operations. So it was really cool to get to write about that.
4: Yeah. It's all about just creating efficiencies at the end of the day and just trying to make, you know, retail can have its own set of challenges and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're, you're, no one day is always the same. I think anybody who's done Mm -hmm. this long enough will, will tell you that. So for us, it's always a matter of, and it it was written in the magazine too, just about creating efficiencies, making everybody's lives a little Mm -hmm. easier, um, trying to utilize tech and it's, it's definitely a an uncharted territory in our little industry, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. um, I think there's definitely ways to you know to, to find efficiencies, you know, and, and make everybody's yeah. lives a little easier. Like I said,
2: yeah, for sure, for sure. So, kind of uh, moving along from that kind of line of thinking, you know, we're coming. I think we can finally say we're finally through the pandemic and <laughs> um, you know COVID nineteen, but you know, there's still lots of challenges that have. You know, blood over from that, you know, um, labor shortages, um, supply chain issues. So as you're as you're looking at the rest of 2023 and kind of into 2024, what are some of the biggest challenges that independent retailers are facing right now?
4: Yeah, so I mean, look the, the the easy ones are there's still a little bit of shortages out there in the world. Um, most mm-hmm. of the you know major vendors I deal with on a day to day basis have pretty much put that behind them for the most part. There is mm-hmm. obviously still some, and you know everybody has their own ways of figuring that out. So, you know, we, we we've beaten that into a bush. So there's no reason to talk about that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, hiring again, another huge one. Um, you know, we we try to use online platforms that you you know you hear um for hiring stuff and whatnot, but it's still not perfect. Um you still gotta really hustle to try to find, you know, some good staff to bring on and, you know, be a true value to the team. Um and then I think more pertinent and more forward thinking is um, you know, competitors and I wanna be careful of how I phrase this, you know, some of the mm-hmm. the big box outlets outside of, mm-hmm. you know, um people that be mentioned in these with these awards. Um they definitely took more of a beating than, than the independent did
0: um, mm-hmm. looking at
4: the last couple of years. And I think they definitely see a strong opportunity to try to fight back or at least are doing something mm-hmm. they can to fight back at that point. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can see it with uh, some bracing quotes out there and, you know, some other things. So I think, the biggest challenge is not to rest on your laurels. You know, and a lot of the independents I talk to and in, in different events and stuff like that, you know, all have really, you know, surprisingly strong couple of years. Definitely not without mm-hmm. challenges. Some of them probably being the most challenging years in recent memory. But um, because of some, you know, all big failures or other, you know, really significant struggles of other big box retailers and you know larger players in the industry,
0: mm-hmm.
4: you know, losing ground. They're definitely trying to make it back up right now. And to that point, I think the biggest challenge is not resting on your laurels or uh, being short-sighted of what brought you those gains. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's it's the ability of the independent to bend and flex and move far greater than, you know, than a big box structure. Um, it's the, it's the you know, flexibility we can offer. It's the personal service we can offer, the level of service that we offer. It's all those kinds of things that I think the independent needs to lean into more mm-hmm. um, than, than just, you know, take you know, what got us the games in the last couple of years as an anomaly and just, you know, mm-hmm. uh, don't, you know, don't rely, like I said before, leaning on your strengths, make me a lead on those yeah. strengths and, you know, not rest on the laurels of just, oh, it was a good year and, you know, just move on and, you know, see what the, you know, the next day has to offer. I think that's strong. Yeah. And then one other challenge, I guess, could be just, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, changing of the the guard when it comes to suppliers out there and vendors. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, um, you know, there's been some acquisitions in recent times and whatnot. And I think it's just very important for the independent to have strong vendor partnerships mm-hmm. and, you know, to to you know, find vendors that are are like-minded in supporting the independent channel mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of just being hand-in-hand and being fully supportive of that channel. So I think that's kind of just more, more forward-thinking things instead of just mm-hmm. saying that, you know, hey, it's hard to hire. Hey, some vendors don't have all the stuff, you know, to kind of look more forward. I think that's, that's kind of how I see it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So that kind of leads into my next question. Um, you kind of touched on some different points, but what are some of the biggest opportunities that independent retailers are looking at in 2023 and into 2024?
4: Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 a alley oop for me, but tech. Uh, I think tech mm-hmm. is so important. Um, <laughs> I think to be able to create efficiencies, um, like I said before, and that kind of stuff is huge. Um, even something as small as like social media, um, mm-hmm. you know, you definitely see in today's world, um, Google AdWords, that kind of stuff, just to get your name out there more, you know, mm-hmm. if someone in you know, a word paint store, just to, you know, get background. So if someone's looking for, you know, paint near me, I want my, I want, I want to pop up in there because I know mm-hmm. other people that, you know, the big boxes know that they're, they're popping up on those searches. So I want to be a part of that. I think that's, a, you know, Looking into social media, tech, uh, SEO, all that kind of stuff is a huge opportunity for someone who isn't taking advantage of it. Mm-hmm. And then, besides that, no, it's like I said before, it's just leaning into um, the advantages that the independent has, um, where you know, we could be flexible, we can answer the market quicker, um, we can produce a level of service. Um, and something as small as just like deliveries and something like that, where um, you know, uh, same day delivery and all that kind of stuff you're seeing become more and more of a of an expectation, not a, mm-hmm. a luxury. Um, so I think with that, just being able to respond to the needs of the consumers and mm-hmm. you know being able to answer them as, as quick as we can um, is is the true strength of the independent. Just being able to move and shake, answer the call as quick as possible um, in our own way. I and mean, everybody will find the way to answer it. But you know, for mm-hmm. me, it's tech. For somebody else, it's you know their own solution
2: yeah yeah absolutely um so you have a you know very successful operation and uh, with technology and um, innovation you're also really involved in the community so michael why is it important to be engaged with your local community um why is that important to you personally and why is it important for your business
4: yeah so i mean for the business i mean you You know, I've I've talked already about, you know, you need to answer the the market, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. you you need to be, you know, uh, you need to be able to understand your market to serve them at Mm -hmm. that point. And I think there's no greater way to understand, you know, the individuals of the market than to, you know, to serve the market at that point. Mm -hmm. And it's not just a matter of selling paint. It's a matter of. Uh, you know, putting yourself out there and being of service to a point. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I've talked in my in write up about um, some service work I've done in the past um, with the greater community and, um, you know, these pro shows that we operate. And I, I personally cook for people um, mm-hmm. as a way of, you know, for me, um, I, I do enjoy to cook. It is fun mm-hmm. to me. It's, you know, usually I'm behind the office uh, desk, burning my eyeballs out, sitting on a screen all day. But, you know, it is great for me to get out there and, um, you know, talk to. Nobody's gonna pass up a steak and egg breakfast on a pro show, mm-hmm. so every single person's coming and saying hi to me. I get a chance to you know thank them for the support of of Glico Paint, but then also you know engage them, say hey like what challenges are you facing this year? You know what products mm-hmm. are, are really seeming like a great you know uh, a great fit for you this year? And just you know it's a great way for me just to make a contact with each individual person and kind of understand uh, their mm-hmm. their struggles and their successes and you know how Glico can best be a part of both of those. Um, hopefully not the struggles, but you know struggles we can fix. And you know okay. then you know uh, things doing great that we can you know, lean on at that point.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. So just to, to wrap it up, um, what excites you most about the industry? What do you, what gets you out of bed in the morning and, and gets you moving um, to get to work?
4: Yeah, so it's all about the independent, um, mm-hmm. you know, the ability for me to wake up and, you know, <sighs> you, you can never say you have full control over your day, but, you know, I have full control over... Where I want to see my day go to a point, you know, there's always you know curves or whatnot, but you know, I guess a better way to say it is, you know, to have the control over what we do as a company, um, mm-hmm. I think is super empowering. Um, it's definitely intimidating at the same time, and that's you know maybe that that. I don't want to say fear or failure, but that, that real threat of failure maybe gets you mm-hmm. up out of bed too. And that, you know, mm-hmm. you know the the desire to perform and you know provide for the company um, definitely gets me up. And then on another side, um, I've spoken about it in the past with Liko was a member of, of Allpro, uh, the buying mm-hmm. group, more in the paint channel. I know, you know, you've covered mm-hmm. a lot with the NHPA, but in the paint channel, Allpro is a big independent group. Um, and a lot of the, the networking and the, the activity that I have within that group um, definitely energizes me. Um, mm-hmm. That a lot of great ideas I've gotten from them, and I've shared a lot too, to that regard, where, um, you know, just to know that there are other people out there going through the same struggles and battles, mm-hmm. and everybody has answers, and everybody's working towards a common goal of, you know, just keeping these little independent businesses running and trying to be as profitable and, you know, continuing to grow as, as possible. So. It's twofold. It's, it's the want and desire to keep Glico Paint, you know, uh, running and, you know, uh, it's profitable and, you know, keep growing the company as best we can, uh, looking to the next, you know, 30 years or, or whatnot. But, um, and then it's also, you know, the relationships and, and the, the networking that I've, I've had through multiple channels and, you know, all pro, like I said, um, mm-hmm. you know, those, those people will definitely, definitely keep me going.